Send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate to turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden that they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry so they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. everybody to clergy talk podcast the world wants to know and on my show we have a well basically our show is uh, dedicated to people with testimonies of the christian faith that come from many different backgrounds and with that being said i'm going to let my my co-host or my guest probably get that part right (laughs) Take it away, and, and, and maybe we can learn some stuff we need to learn today. With that being said, Monica, the floor is yours. Well, thanks, Michael, for having me uh, th- today. Um, I'm just so glad to be on your podcast and share my testimony uh, with all of your viewers and listeners. And um, mine, I have my background. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. And to me, it was all, you know, we, we just grew up in a very, very strict environment. And so when it was time for me to graduate high school and go do something, I was like, I got to get out of my parents' house. I just I got to get out. And I decided to do the, the one hard thing that I think a lot of people have a hard time is joining the military. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, why not? And in my teenage mind, I thought, I'll get away from all the rules. I'll get away from everybody <laughs> controlling me. <laughs> you know, thinking like, hey, um, but uh, contrary to, uh, to popular belief, uh, I went straight into all of the rules and um, went through basic training. But as I left to join the military, I actually told God, You stay here. I don't want anything to do with you. Because if you are love, then I have not seen that through my parents. And so I just said, you stay here. I'm going to go play Army. And I went and played Army for about six and a half years. Um, I've been in Germany. Um, I've got about 
three tours under my belt. Two of them are war. One is humanitarian. And um, I'm a Desert Storm veteran, so I don't know if many of people that you're that are listening know Desert yeah, Storm yeah, era. Yeah. yeah, I was over there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And um, so during that whole time of being in the military and going through, like you know, certain certain things happen when you go to deployments, yeah. and I can look back at those now. When those things happen, I would look back and I would go. I made it out of that one, you know, and, but fast forward to now when I, when I actually am living for the Lord, I look back at that now and I'm like, wow, God really did stay with me, even though I told him to stay, stay back, stay away. Yep. And I mean, there was just so many close calls, you know, and you may know of this, this incident of the Daharam barracks mm-hmm. when they went down. Um, we were over there. I had some soldiers with me and we went to the rear to go get showers and shopping and, you know, just all that downtime before we came back up. Cause we were, we were supporting 18th airborne and 101st because we were aviation. Right, right, right. And, and so we, um, we came back for shower run and everything else. And, just when we had left and i don't even i don't even remember how far we got mm-hmm. from daharam barracks when we saw the barracks actually go down oh wow and and all i remember i mean i was 18 years old all i remember getting back and going oh my gosh i was just there mm. you know i was just in that building and it went down and you know i remembered all those people that i just met mm. in that building air force you know, vets that were in there, airmen, and it just, it just hit me so hard, you know, and I remember getting on the phone, what a lot of us shouldn't do, you know, I was young, I didn't understand, I didn't know that there was rules that you don't call home and tell them about that, and it was my first, first deployment, and so I got on the phone, and I called up home, and I was like, you would not believe this, you know, I just deployed uh, over here and we're over here and these barracks went down and, and, and I was just right there. And my mom and just in her tears and everything, just crying and everything. And I was like, mom, I'm okay. I'm right here. You know? Right, right. Rules of not, not doing that. And I mean, I understand it now. And um, and then there was just more deployments where just things kept happening and happening, you know. And there's times like even for you guys that are are infantry, they're closer to the to the battle, you know. You know of those times where you should not be sitting here in the chair, or you should not be back home, you know. And for me, it was a major wake up call, even as a woman in the military, that I was like, ah. I won't die. I'll never see battle because I'm a woman. Right, right, right. But lo and behold, we were right there, you know. And um, so after getting out of the military, um, I really was hardened towards the Lord still. Right, right, right. And um, I still didn't want anything to do. I would go to church just to get out of duties on Sundays, you know, and say that was that was my reason to get out. And 
And I still just like, okay, I would have that tugging on my heart to go to church. But I was like, why? It's boring. You know, they sing the same songs. You hear every message. You know, you're just like, what's, what is there to be in church for? Right, right. And, but yet I knew there was a, there was a loneliness inside. And um, sometime later, I mean, I had gotten married. Um, my first husband was active duty. And he had deployed also to Iraq. Okay. And we ended up having two boys. And there was some cheating involved on his side. And um, I was like, no, I am done with this. Right, right, and right. I had to walk away from all of that. And I grabbed my boys. And I was like, it's just going to be us three. That's it. Okay. I was like, I'm never going to get married again. It's just my boys and me. And we'll do the best we can. And it is so weird about how God gets into our life. And, you know, the true scripture that says that he directs our paths is, is so, we don't grasp that until, until we look back true, and go, true. Yep, that's true. look what I've come through. Yep, that's, so, that's so true. It is. We don't, we don't realize the impact. We're usually just sitting there going, why am I going through this? And woe is me. And there's no God or, you know, all those different emotions that come in. And uh, so I got a divorce and um, just the boys and I, and then I met this other guy sometime later. I was like, wow, you know, what, what is this? What's going on? And we ended up getting married okay. and um, we moved to Texas from Idaho State. <laughs> we went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Um, Cold to hot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we did our thing. He was good guys. You know, he, he wasn't he's not a believer. Um, I had my partying time with him. Um, and yet I would still feel this tug in my heart to go back to the Lord. And I was like, why? That's not love the way my parents controlled every aspect of my life. I mean, it was, it was so controlled that we were not allowed to watch happy days because that's not how men treat women. You know, we were told those things. You don't just snap your fingers and girls come running. You know, like the you know, we were not a, Yeah. <laughs> you know, we weren't allowed to watch Star Wars because there's no such thing as the force. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. And and so and I think it was because we were so impressionable as young kids. Mm. And um but there was a control aspect, so I had a hard time with accepting God because he's just gonna control me. Right, right, right. And, uh, but then sometime later in Texas, I remember being in my office and I seen this guy on YouTube. He was playing the piano like, I don't know what. And you know, as well as a lot of other veterans that music is the one that calms the beast within. Mm -hmm. And and so music that his the way he played that piano he could have played it in his sleep and i was like who is this guy and he had long hair and he played the piano his songs were like worship songs that just came straight from the heart 
And I was like, man, I've never heard of these songs before. And then he would get up and he would start teaching about the Lord in a way that I have never heard before. Wow. You know, you, you go to so many different churches. You know, I grew up in, in, I guess we could call it the Assemblies of God or Pentecostal, you know. Right, right. And so you hear the hellfire and brimstone messages. You hear, you know, about the wages of sin is death. You hear all of those messages about he, he leaves the 99 for the one. But the way this guy shared Jesus, I had never heard of for people, for mankind. Right, right. And and I watched this guy, the way he interacted with the Lord, the way he worshiped the Lord, the way he sang to him, the way he taught about him. It was like there was a a love relationship and yet a friendship relationship and in awe all at the same time. And I was like, see, that's real. That's legit. And I was like, I want that. And um, I won't say his name um, just to keep it kosher, you know, so that way there's no fighting amongst, you right, know, right, right, this, right. this person, that person. And, uh, but I remember I watched him for about a month hmm. and uh, I was like, wow, these are things that I've just never been taught about who Jesus really is. And uh, then two o'clock in the morning, I was watching him and just taking it all in. And and he sang uh, the Amazing Grace song in a way, in his own version, in a way that I was like blown away. You know, and he added his own touch to it. And in the song, he, he says, um, let my hands forget their skill and let my heart forget to beat and my tongue be silent, cold, and still if I forget your mercy seat. And I was like, wow, you're talking, take the talent away. My heart stops beating. My mouth can't talk, so I'm dead. Take my life if I forget your mercy seat. And then I started looking back and I was like, I survived the Haram barracks. I survived that attack. I survived this in the military. I survived. And I was like, I've been given mercy. And I was like, I dropped to my knees and I was like, Lord, I have never heard anything about you in this way. Right. You know, and and I gave my heart to the Lord for the first time ever. You know, because you're raised in a Christian home and you think, okay, I'm saved because I go to church with mom and dad or I go to church right. with grandma and grandpa, you know. And um, so here, 50 years old, I ended up giving my life to the Lord. And um, and I just bawled. Right, right. And, and I knew, I said, you know, that song is my motto. If I ever forget your mercy seat, then just take me. You know, and and to this day, the Lord still reminds me, careful, Monica, you know, and like that little nudge, that's the, the rod and the staff that still nudges us, you know, mm -hmm. and I ended up just giving my life to the Lord. And then Mike from, it was so weird, from that point on, I have felt 
such love from the Lord that it was, it's almost the weight of his love was so hard to carry, so heavy that I had to go, stop, let me breathe, let me breathe. And it just, his, his presence and everything just came over me. And two o'clock in the mornings, he would actually wake me up and I would start writing. And I would write such beautiful poems that came from him. And I ended up writing all these poems for like two years. Just write. I mean, I would listening to the word on our phone. Sometimes when you're doing dishes, you just listen to the word. Right. And next thing you know, I would hear a sentence. And I was like, wait. And I would go run and grab pen and paper, write it down. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, words were just coming to me. They were downloaded. And I would just write and write and write. And I ended up writing everything. And I'm, now I'm in the process of like writing this book that I've entitled Captured by His Heart. Wow. And it is all the poems that God has given me about his love and about things from even from mankind's heart of what we always wanted to know is what will heaven be like, you know, and and just the way God ends up pouring into us his love. And we don't understand how great God's love is for us. We just think, okay, he died on the cross for us. You know, as, as veterans, we go, okay, there's no greater than love than one to lay down their life for another. And we know, okay, the veteran does that. You know, and Jesus did that. Right, right. But we don't actually think about how how deep that love is. I mean, it said that Jesus sweated blood because he knew what he was going to get ready to do. Uh-huh. He was going to take everything on that we have ever done. And um, and the Lord has just really shown me since that. And it's been three years now and since I've given my heart to the Lord. And, um, and I have just learned about God's love is so, it really is for lack of a better word, so unbearable that we can hold and understand, mm-hmm. you know, and that he wants so much to be with us that you're just like, you're, you're blown away by such a love. You know, we, we think that we love our puppy or we love our spouse, you know, or the things in our life. But there's there is no greater love than what God has for us. And it's just it's amazing. And and it's so weird to look back and go, you know, I remember doing this, how we we remember our past and what we were involved in and what we were doing. And you look here uh, forward and you're going, but now I've got a podcast that is sharing the love of God everywhere. Now I'm writing. Now I'm, you know, either getting involved in church ministry or I'm doing, you know, wherever each of us get involved in in church. And that's all that it is, is that God wants us to share our testimony because it's our weapon, you know. And and I've really been learning that, that scripture in Luke where it says, deny yourself and pick up your cross. And that deny means to renounce. To renounce ourselves, that disown, we don't own ourselves. We belong to the Lord. And to pick up our cross, I was like, what do you mean pick up a cross? You know, I I served my time. What do you mean? You know, and and it actually means that cross is our weapon, is our our sword. Our our weapon is 
where we've come from. Let me tell you my testimony. This is my sword, you know, and to share it out there and to hope that one day somebody will listen and go, wow, I want what Monica has, or I want what, you know, Pastor Mike has. And, and, um, and to be able to see that we are different. We are peculiar people. And um, so, I mean, that's just a, a little bit of my story. And now it's like, I've just joined with my best friend. We decided to do a women's um, ministry. We're getting ready to start traveling around right. and sharing our testimony <laughs> and um, helping women to uh, get out of the shame and the guilt of either sex trafficking, child abuse, you know, violence, domestic violence. And uh, we're getting ready to start doing that and to go and speak to churches and talk to women and and to help them to realize that God came to set them free, you know, from from all of that because it's a bondage, you know. And so uh, true. Uh, uh, Atlanta yeah. Mission, the people I work for, they have a website where you can volunteer and you sign up as a volunteer. So if you're ever uh -huh. in Georgia, I would say go volunteer first and try uh -huh. to connect with our corporation because we have two women's campus and a men's campus. And a lot nice. of women, a lot of the women in the women campus have just been through so much. And I think that they would benefit from what you and your friend are doing if you're ever in Georgia. Yeah. Just like, a, but ahead of time, you might want to make some phone calls and try to get connected, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, I have. I love to get that information, and we'll hook up with them and see what they have and where we can volunteer and stuff. And and uh, but it is it's, it's so great to just say, you know, we have all been. There. I it's so amazing. It shocks me that we go out to the world and we go look at the women that need freedom from the the bondage of guilt and shame. Right, right, right. And what shocks me is that we turn around and it's like one in three just in the body of Christ of women who have been either sexually abused or dealing with domestic violence, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and the and the shame and the guilt that they feel. Uh -huh. And you're just like, my goodness, this is crazy that it's here. We're going out to the world to try to help them. But I turn around and I'm like, what? What? You know, it's in it's in the church. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Just like uh, a lot of men in church still struggle with pornography. Yes, you know, yes. They did. They did, a, they did. They did a survey, and mm -hmm. the, the numbers were terrible. I said, "What the heck is going on here?" You know. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, yeah. it's so hard. It's just you know, from I think for men, it's hard for men to come out and and tell me if I'm wrong. Is that for them to come out and say, "Look, I have a problem with this." Right, right, you know? right, right, and to get the help or and for a man to hear hear another man come to them and say look i have a problem with this it kind of we're kind of taken back like whoa you know and um so it's it's something that i think that really needs to be dealt with because at the same time when we carry that shame and that guilt we lose our identity we become the shame we become the guilt we become that bondage we we get knee deep in that oppressiveness mm -hmm. and and then we wonder why the world is in a major state of confusion of identity. It's because it starts in the church. We you have to know who we are in Christ, right, right. you know, and in order to 
help the world. And, uh, but it's just been, it's been great. We're, um, we're, both of us are working on a book. Um, we have our ministry going. We're working in churches locally um, here in, in, in Idaho right now. And, um, and just really allowing the Lord to set up a foundation for us and a team for us that we can all stand hand in hand, you know, and pray and go forward and conquer, you know, the, the enemy. So you're involved in some other is, things as well, aren't you? I, I am. I do. I mean, I have my own podcast and um, I am on um, every platform out there. I um, I have my podcast is called The Graceful Warrior. And I, I come with the fact of like, let's stand and let's fight. Let's put on the whole armor of God. Okay. And, um, and so I've got a podcast going. I've got uh, my own web page going. And we're just out there just, just like you, brother, just trying to share the word of God everywhere that we can through the means of online. And that goes everywhere. So we're thankful that we can use that online media and get it out there to places that we cannot get to through our feet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got a book of uh, uh, spiritual poetry coming out dedicated to the Lord. Uh, what yes. is a re release date or a time frame on that or anything? Or is it just like you're still step by step with it? Um, I, I am trying to look at spring of 24 okay. and um, it is going to be called Captured by His Heart and it is poems um, dedicated to the Lord or poems that he has actually shown my heart and asking the Lord, but what is love? You know, right, what is right, this? Right, right. And his answer. And um, so that'll be coming out in the spring and um, my podcast is out there. Anybody wants to listen to that? It's the Graceful Warrior podcast. And um, we are right now, we're... Yeah, make sure you send me some links so I can post it when I post this episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, right now we're doing um, a bonus episode because everybody comes in for the winter. When, for those that have winter, not like Georgia, you know, for those that have um, cold weather. Mm. Um, so we, we're doing a... a an, show called coffee break with god mm. and it is bringing the same thing like you're doing uh bringing in guests and just having them share how god has redeemed each one of them and mm. to allow them to share their story and it's impactful it, it's i've learned so much that things that i have gone through and how i go was that you lord was that the hand of god mm. and then when i hear other stories i was like Boom, there it is. It's the exact same thing. That's what God did in my life. And so it confirms things in each other's life that we know, yes, that was the hand of God. Yeah, and okay. uh, because the Lord deals with each person, it's like the same, but yet different, if that makes sense. And uh, it's just amazing to hear stories of people that have um, walked with the Lord and come through. Yeah, I've come to the conclusion in life that that God has no problem showing you who he is, you know, I've, oh, yes. I've, I've come oh, to yes. realize that because of, I think every Christian can say they went through a moment where they might have backslided for a minute, you know, uh -huh. some, some longer than the others, then all of a sudden right. they wake up one day and they hear the voice of the Lord now saying, uh, 
you got a couple of choices here. You can come back with me exactly. or you can keep on being foolish and it's going to get, it's going to get ugly for you. Yeah. That's something that I think um, a lot of me and my Christian brothers and sisters as well agree on. And uh, I wanted to say something that somebody shared with me one time before okay. they got saved, they were saying they kept meeting these women with these long dresses on and they were like, I ain't going to get saved, but everybody got long dresses on. So that was right. uh, that's the adversary, and then this individual met a, a a young Christian woman. She had a little dress on to her knees; it wasn't always down to her mm -hmm. ankles, and she was dressed like real hip, not provocative, mm -hmm. but hip. And she's going, uh -huh. "Okay, I think I could go to her church." <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how how God takes our little excuses and kind of like throws them out the water. Okay, so you want to play that excuse? Let me show you somebody. I'm gonna send somebody to you. That'll show you that we Christians, we come in all shapes and sizes, all kinds yeah. of different lifestyles, different backgrounds. But at the end of the day, it's always about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. And it, it really is true. Even uh, when you were saying that, first thing that hit my mind is, you know, we can come in in all shapes and sizes as long as we leave different than how we came in. You exactly. know, exactly. it's a matter of the heart. Yeah, and, that's so true. Uh, and, and uh, it, it is, it really is just, it's amazing to see the Lord work in people's lives. It's, it's amazing to see and hear how much he loves each of us and to hear those love stories of how he has gotten a hold of each person, you know, in a right, special right. way and how personal he is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I have a, there's a storm story I always share with people. Oh. We were told we were going to advance the next day and get a little bit closer because I was a combat mm -hmm. engineer over there. And uh, okay. it started out, me and one guy were talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. thing, Mo, the whole tent got so quiet, you could hear a pin drop. I looked around, wow. there about 15, 20 people around our cocks and stuff. And this one guy says, hey, uh, I'm Catholic. Can I sit and talk with you guys, too? I says, come on in, man. We're not we're not fighting nobody today. We're, we're all, we're gonna, we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I never will right. forget that story. And if you couldn't feel the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, you must have been a daggone zombie out of your mind. Because I know the Holy Spirit was in the tent that night. Because everybody, wow. it was just so quiet. If you dropped a penny on the sand or the little flooring wow. that they used for the tent, probably could hear it so wow. that's a story that that's i always amazing. share with people from time to time so i felt like this was wow. a moment to share that and that just goes to show you you had some people who probably were weren't too sure about their faith anymore because they're in a situation where you don't know what's going to happen the next day when you're told you're going to advance and get a little closer uh yeah uh, yeah you know everybody had a lot of stuff going on in mind and so i don't even know how the conversation started i just remembered that it started and then I looked around, and everybody was either quiet, eyes wide open, ears wide open, <laughs> tuning in, you know. But the thing, the yeah. thing that really blew my mind was was, was when the uh, Catholic guy came up and said, "Hey, can I sit and talk with you guys too? Can I listen to?" And he says, "I'm Catholic." Wow. I says, "You know, so we're not even going to do no denominational warfare today, because right yeah, now exactly. today we're all brothers in Christ. And yeah, if you, yeah. you want to add something and share, you can, you know." So it was like everybody was involved and united in one spirit so you know 
that's something I love wow. sharing with people when I get a chance to. That's amazing. That yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I say, wish we'd have had yeah. that. Won't God do it? That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all him. And I mean, it's you know, you guys that that are up front, you know, and deal with all that that combat, you know, you have. It, it's it's serious when you're up there. You don't know, no, no. you know, and um, so there you are closer than what you ever think that you're going to be. And then to have no, be able no. to come together and have such a moment, you know, where the presence of God was on that tent was just no. like, that's amazing. No. That's amazing. You know, even though I had, I had it pretty good over there because uh, we just combat engineers. We didn't really do a lot over there, but we were close. Uh, we were real close. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, very, very close. So, but. I say now, because I did do branches, I did the Army and the Marine Corps. I did the Marine Corps first, and then I went to the wow. Army in uh, 87. And I always tell people, if I had went over there in the Marine Corps, it would have been a different story altogether for uh, <laughs> my activities. <laughs> <laughs> see, for, see, you left the Marine Corps, and you went to the better branch, which was Army. <laughs> yeah, that was like, a, I got out of the Marine Corps in 82. I hung around that uh -huh. stupid. I said, Mike, I'm going to go to the Army and retire. You know, and I'm not going to be the infantry no more. <laughs> so you stayed in it. Did you retire? How, I mean, how no, many? No, what's your no, total? After all together, about eight years total service. Okay. So, okay. Uh, um, but the funny thing that happened was I came into military as a uh, carpenter, masonry, construction engineer. Oh. We got uh -huh. to Korea and had this big, big formation. They said at, at this point. There's no more construction engineers. You're all combat engineers now. That happened in Korea, wow. right? And my wow. uh, my team leader, he was like an ex-Army Ranger. He almost had oh. a baby out there. I said, <laughs> he said, I'm trying to get away from all this stuff. I said, okay. <laughs> it's all good. You're a combat engineer now, buddy. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Throw this ruck out and fall in. <laughs> he, he didn't like all that, you know, because he said, man, I was, I was an army army ranger for four years, man. I'm trying to do something else. So, but that, oh, that's, that stuck up on me. So I said to myself, here we go. And then when I yeah. left, uh, when I left Korea and got to Fort Gordon, they said, Mike, don't even unpack because we're about to go to Saudi Arabia. So I said, oh, okay, okay, guess it just gets, it just gets better, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. Um, I think Germany was my first duty station. I was over there in uh, Wiesbaden Air Base, and uh, they say that, that Wiesbaden was like the best kept secret of the of the um, army. Right, right, and right. Um, so went there. It was a twelfth aviation group, and we had all the Blackhawks and and uh, the Apaches and everything. Oh, yeah. And, so we got assigned to 101st and, and 82nd, and uh, we did that whole stint with Saudi and Iraq. And then came, I came back. I had orders to go to Korea, and I was like, I don't want to go to Korea. I want, I, I just want to play in the States. And so I ended up doing a stateside swap and ended up, um, I went to Colorado. Wow. And he he took mine, my tour over there in Korea, and um, so I've been in Colorado. I've been in I've been in Georgia over there in Fort Benning, yep. and um, 
we ended up doing a humanitarian thing over in Cuba. And then we went to Florida to go do deal with Hurricane Andrew. And um, so that we were an engineer's unit then. And we went over there and helped them clean up all the mess, you know, of Hurricane Andrew. And um, so it was, yeah, I remember just coming one place and don't even unpack, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. You're, you're off <laughs> to the next place. And you're just like, right. <laughs> the thing about it, I joined the army because I thought I was going to get to Germany. I says, here I go again. First, first the Marine Corps sent me to Okinawa twice. Mm -hmm. Then I, I get to the army and they send me to Korea. I just want to go to Germany so I can get me a Mercedes Benz for a little bit of nothing, you know. <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> a, cheap, a cheap Mercedes Benz, so chip it on, chip it on home. <laughs> Jeez, I remember. I mean, all of them. That's that's all the taxis were, you know. And um, now, shoot, I thought about getting one one time, but I was like, well, wait a minute. If I take this thing back to the states, how am I going to take care of this? You know all the mechanics and everything, yeah, you, yeah. you need a European place. Mm -hmm. That's the flip yeah. side of it. The uh, oil change yeah. costs too much money on those cars. <laughs> For real. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Well, but, with, with that being said, Monica, do you have anything you want to share with the audience before we end this episode? You know, I think um, uh, I would just say is that keep your eyes on the Lord. And yeah. even though the storm of life gets rough, look up you know because in the eye of the storm there's peace and that's where the lord is so that's what i would say that's some real good advice very good advice well monica thank you for being on clergy talk podcast and make sure you send me some links to your podcast so when i pop this episode up i can make sure i uh kind of do a little bit of marketing for your podcast as well yeah thank you appreciate it appreciate right. it with that being said i'm gonna keep you and your family and all your projects for the lord in my prayer and you have a wonderful thank weekend you. and a great holiday you too thank you bye-bye